There needs to be limits to everything we do. And when it comes to technology, we often forget to set and enforce those limits. Mm-hmm. And it gets beyond us. And thus the, the technology trap title, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Lost Art of Parenting. My name is Brittany and I will be your host today and we are of course here with Kim Cross. We are here to help educate, entertain, and encourage regarding all things parenting. We want to help you understand what you are doing and why so you can increase the odds of raising children who are prepared for life while enjoying your job as a parent and enjoying your children along the way. So what do we have for today? (laughs) Well, thanks for being here, everybody. I'm excited uh, about today's topic. It's called the tech trap. So yeah, we're talking about technology and technology is really like anything else, right? It can be used for good and it can be used for bad. And too much of anything is never good. For us, as right. my late mother used to always say, everything in moderation. So there needs to be limits to everything we do. And when it comes to technology, we often forget to set and enforce those limits. Mm-hmm. And it gets beyond us. And thus the, the technology trap title, right? So I wanted to start with the positive about technology because it is not all bad like anything else. Things are good and bad depending on how we use them. Um, because you're much younger than me and you grew (laughs) up with it, I had to grow into it. (laughs) What do you find as the good part of technology? Um, I think technology can have a lot of good areas to be used. Um, like GPS, like I'm an EMT and GPS in our ambulance is huge. Like, I really appreciate that technology in there. We can't memorize all those addresses. Um, there's also those kiddos that need it to communicate um, who may be selectively mute or not, or even cochlear implants, surgeries. Um, Actually, the whole medical field has benefited yeah. from technology. Oh, yeah. You name it. And then there's, of course, there's like learning games and there's tutorials that you can use as long as it's in moderation, right? Which is what we're talking about today. Yeah, correct. So there are some great things about technology. And again, there aren't such great things. So I, what I did is I took this topic and divided it into subcategories. So our first category is the physiological impact of technology when we don't have limits. So when there are no limits, we get less physical activity. Right. It's just true. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sit and we watch and we are not as active, we're not as engaged. And that less physical activity has the obvious, we don't need to go into it, but the obvious impacts on our health, which then can lead to obesity. People sitting, they get bored, they're snacking, it becomes addictive just like the screens, Mm -hmm. right? So we have that negative component. And it's addictive, of course. Technology is literally designed to keep us watching, to keep us there, to look at the next flash or the next screen Mm -hmm. or the next level or the next whatever. Um, Another physiological impact is eye strain. If you talk to your eye doctor, they'll 
confirm this. Those of us who are on computers a lot have seen the damage. (laughs) We feel it. Um, Poor posture, neck and back pain. But one of the bigger impacts, and this doesn't just impact adults, but it impacts children, is sleep issues. Sleep impacts over 70 million people. That's a lot. It's a lot. And we're we're running around with all this exposure to screens and blue light and activating the brain, not being able to fall asleep, stay asleep, um, staying up way too late. I could go on and on. <laughs> but um, what are some physiological impacts that you have experienced or you see with your kids? Or um, I have noticed um, that when my kids are on like just entertainment screen time for too long, that their attitudes are worse. It's harder for me to get them up and to go outside even when they know that they need a break. Um, And then I have to like work through all the fits that they're throwing, you know, and that's never fun for a parent to do. Um, They also, they also gravitate towards those comfort foods, those easy grab foods, right? And so it makes mealtimes even harder because they don't, they don't want that, right? You're conditioning your body to want all the processed things, um, and I understand that when parents' cups are empty, sometimes the TV can be a great break, but in moderation. Absolutely. That's that's where we're, we're camping out today is those, mm-hmm. those limits. That's great. So the second category I put this all into is the psychological impact of technology uh, or screens in general. When there are no limits, we often get more aggressive behavior. So there is a definite research-based link to the more screen time, the more behaviors you're going to see and the more aggression you're going to see. I actually work with uh, teenage clients, some out of state, and they tell me, I said, well, what are some of the impacts you're, you're realizing since you've been on the screens for six to eight hours a day? Ugh. And they'll, they'll actually confess. They'll say, oh, I get really mad. One kid said, I put my fists through the walls when I don't hit a level or don't Mm. accomplish what I wanted to accomplish or lose in the video game or whatever it is. They'll even recognize it in themselves. The other research-based association is between the impact of technology and screens to ADD symptoms. It is not a link necessarily or a cause to ADD, ADHD, but it increases the symptoms of ADD, ADHD. That brings it out more, and they have to wrestle with those symptoms. So not a good impact, of course. And then learning barriers. We're realizing that our memories aren't as good because we can go look something up instead of remember it. I don't know about you, but I because I didn't grow up with technology, we didn't have cell phones until I was in my, <laughs> hate to say, 30s and 40s, <laughs> um, I had every phone number memorized of everybody I cared about. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember my own child's phone number now <laughs> because I don't need to. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. Oh, yeah. We see for sure, especially in the preschool setting. I made sure that my class had a, an emergency number and their addresses memorized by, by the time they graduated from that year. Because awesome. it's so important to practice those cognitive abilities and for safety reasons. Right. Like what if your kid gets lost? They can call you like that's a big deal. Your phone dies. You have to borrow somebody else's. Now you have to manually punch in the numbers. You better know what that number is. Right. right? So it does impact the learning, uh, the memory issue of that for sure. The third category is the social emotional impact that 
that technology has. I'm not going to go into all the stats. We we all can look those up easily. That's they're That's, not good, and we, we know have that. technology to do that. On. Yes, we do. <laughs> we can access that on a dime. But without limits, we are often getting obviously decreased communication. People think it increases communication. It can, but is the quality good? Right. Right. Number two, decreased intimacy. Quick texts, quick little responses, mm-hmm. thumbs up, whatever it is. Um, we are not verbally face to face, in person, communicating as much as we used to because we have that tool, right? That we're right. overusing, in my opinion. Cyberbullying, of course, is a big issue. Loss of privacy. Wow, that's a big one. The whole world is in your business if you're out there exposing yourself online and social media and everything. Right, and they're Iso- not shy. Yeah. <laughs> Isolation is huge. We we have a lonelier population than ever before in the history of the world. And here we have this tool that's supposed to help us communicate, and yet we are very isolated. Uh, depression, we all know, is up. Anxiety, mm-hmm. through the roof. Lots of other negative things. But Comments from you, because again, we're a different generation. What are you seeing with your kids as regards to this social emotional negative impact? Um, well, on a personal note, I can see that my kids cry to me that they're not allowed to do all of these things on electronics because I don't allow it in my house. Um, so they actually get bullied from school for not having it. But then when you show them, Hey, look at all these social media posts or like what other people are commenting and they're appalled. They're like, why would someone say that to that person? It's because they're not, there's no consequence, right? There's no accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's, and I've seen it in, um, when I volunteer for the youth group here that they, when they have social media, there's just a trend that they are more sad and more depressed and it's hard to get them to open up. Correct. And they're comparing themselves to the world, not just right. their own little small group. It's to the world. And that's that's an impossible comparison, right? Mm-hmm. The other um, category, and this is where I camp out because obviously I'm a parenting coach, but the impact on children in general is tremendous. So without these limits to the use of screens and technology, we're seeing low academic performance. These kids are spending way more time on watching videos, looking things up, um, getting entertained, filling a gap of being you know, bored or something, but they're not reading, they're not studying, they're not learning as much. They're being more entertained. So we see that academic performance go down. We see a lack of attention. These short clips and light brights and all the things that are happening with screens and video games and social media and things to get us you know, connected. Uh, as far as addicted to the next screen or the next reel, uh, is is shortening our attention spans. That research has proven that out, um, which is a very very bad thing when your kids are going to be taking entrance exams that take four hours. Yeah. How? What is the practice and the fortitude and the grit and tenacity of having to sit for that long, and stay focused on something on that one task? Mm-hmm. It's quote, boring, right? Right. Lower creativity. We can go out and copy something, but we're not necessarily coming up with something new, particularly for for young kids. Uh, We're seeing delays in language development. This is huge. Because kids aren't sitting and having conversations with adults, using their words, singing, uh, communicating, asking questions, bantering back and forth, it's more people are silent or they're tapping buttons 
and kids aren't getting the practice that they need to develop their vocabulary. So we see more and more language development delays. We also see delays in social emotional development because again, it's not that interaction with an adult and it's not communicating face to face and reading body language and facial cues and all the little things that we take in because our, our communication again is very much um, what we see versus what we say. It's a right. combination. And so when we're just on a screen, we're, we're missing a lot of those social cues. Again, gr aggressive behaviors, we see a huge increase in that. Mm -hmm. The violence that's in a lot of these games or like you mentioned, the cyberbullying mm -hmm. is teaching kids. It's a role model for them. This is right. you know how you behave, how you act. And the, the big thing is I what breaks my heart is to see kids on screens under the age of two. It is now highly recommended. Children under the age of two should not have any screen time. And if your children are between the ages of two and five, it should be less than an hour a day. What I see is parents are handing phones over to kids mm -hmm. instead of things that teach them these screens are entertaining. So comments on that, Brittany, what are you saying? Uh, well, yes, it drives me crazy. And I'm, and I'm guilty of it also, just letting my kids be on my phone. But my phone is on lockdown because it's one of the main ways um, kids, especially um, preteens and early teens, get their first dose of porn mm -hmm. is they have full access to the internet and things pop up or there's YouTube videos that parents will be like, oh, it's it's just this character or this cartoon. It should be fine. But they don't sit there and watch it with them. And then there's messages that are being put into these kids' brains that are just going to steamroll this kid into this low depression and yeah. isolation. Oh, absolutely. And completely inappropriate content. You're, content, you're right. I would say, though, of all the categories we've talked about today, the biggest impact is on relationships. Mm -hmm. Right. So my heart breaks when I go through, I, like I'll go grocery shopping and I'll watch a parent with their tiny little child sitting in the grocery cart and the kids sitting there by themselves looking around and the parents on their phone. Mm -hmm. There's no eye contact. There's no verbal communication. There's no pointing things out, teaching, talking, asking questions. There's no engagement. And from the child's point of view, the phone obviously is more important than they are. Right. Because that's what the parent is looking at, what the parent is interested in, what the parent is engaged in. Um, again, no eye contact, no verbal interaction. And the child is sitting there feeling ignored, unimportant, and there's no, again, learning or provocative questions like, wow, what's that? What do you see? What do you think? Uh, mm -hmm. Can you find the whatever? And we are our children's most important teachers. Mm -hmm. What are we teaching, right? If what we are doing in these formative years is disengaging and not communicating and not teaching and not showing them that they're the most important thing in the world, imagine what that's doing to their self-concept, to their insecurities, to language development, interaction, bonding, connecting with us. So it's really sad to watch kids trying to get their kids, their parents' attention, asking them, hey, mom, mom, dad, mm -hmm. dad. And you hear it over and over and there's no response. The parent's completely ignoring them. It absolutely breaks 
my heart. It really does. Or there's the hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. And they're always just a minute, just a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to wait. This is more important, right? So, you know, our greatest treasure is our children. And I would say the second biggest treasure is our time. So what we do with our time and how we spend that are some of the most important decisions we make in life. And how are we spending the time that we have with our kids? You cannot get that time back. And that lost time is something I hear a lot from parents that it's involved in some of their biggest regrets. Mm -hmm. And is the time we're spending with our kids making a difference in their life? Are we connecting? Are we bonding? Are we laughing? Are we teaching? Are we learning? And we've got to start paying attention to the time we're spending on our phones, our TVs, our screens in general. And do our kids, from their point of view, feel like they're important, seen, and heard, right? So how's that relationship? So that leads to now what do we do about it? Right. Right? So now what? So you took all this away. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. So obviously we have to place limits on everything in our lives, limits on what we eat, limits on everything we do, even driving our car down the street. So we've got to, to use and utilize those great parental controls out there, mm -hmm. but we're the ultimate control. So how are we spending our time and showing what we value. And if we realize that we're spending way too much time on screens, we're showing that that is our value. So what are some activities and some replacements, <laughs> right? Some trade-offs yes. of screens that we can do with our kids. And I've got a list here, but jump in, girl. <laughs> um, well, what we do in our family, um, we, I, we've made it a rule where you can call each other out. So if we see someone else on their phone or they're... Nintendo Switch or whatever for too long. We call them a phone nerd and that's their code to put it down and they, they can't argue with you. Um, but then that person that calls you out has to go get an activity. So we do board games or we do arts and crafts or we do silly little dance parties in the living room. Like just get your music blaring or, you know, and if they fight, guess what? You're going to sweep the floor. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're, you're encouraging the, the relationships, the bonding, the fun, the movement, right? Yes. So get outside, uh, hike, go for a um, yard work, go out and play, do some sports, do anything, but get outside. Make your neighbors cookies. There you go. That's service to others, right? Yeah. We can do service for others. We can read, we can sing, we can talk, we can ask questions, engage with our kids. You mentioned board games mm -hmm. or dancing. I love it. Um, arts and crafts, go build something, go create something, go do something. But I think really the bottom line is ask yourself, is technology being used as a productive tool? Because it can be a great tool right. for a lot of things. Or are we using it as an escape, as avoidance or entertainment all the time? Right. And what percentage of our time are we utilizing for that entertainment or escape or avoidance, right? How are we, how are we spending our time and is it time well spent? And do our kids feel like they're the most important, our spouse, the most important right. thing in our life or not, right? Yeah. And it's always great to do a self-assessment on anything in your life right? Where you want to improve or maybe bring more joy into your family. It starts with you. You can't control other people, but you can model it and your kids can fall in line. That's right. And if it starts we're on with our you. phones, 
they're on their phones. Right. If we put our phones away and say, oh, I reached my hour or two or whatever it is, mm-hmm. depending on ages. Um, and then when they come in the room or we pick them up from school or we're grocery shopping or we're with them one-on-one, the phone is on silent. You right. can check it every hour if you need to or whatever, but put it away so they know that's less important than you. You, my child, or my spouse, or you, my family, is the most important thing. Right. I agree. If any of you have any other questions or you're having any parenting um, issues or anything you need to walk through with someone, you can go ahead and make an appointment with Kim, uh, rethinkparenting.com. We have her link on our website at foothills.org. Um you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later, but either way, you're going to do it. Um, she can help you identify patterns that are causing issues or making things more challenging, learn skills that will help and not hinder relationships and your effectiveness as a parent. She can help you learn you need to what you need to accomplish, teach and correct before your children launch into the world and learn how to resolve issues quickly instead of struggle with them over and over for years. They won't get better unless you change by learning new skills and approaches to problems. Well, thank you all for joining today. I hope you all got something out of it. If not, you have questions, go ahead and leave us a comment, shoot us emails, and we'll be happy to answer them the best we can. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. 